Hey everybody, welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck, and we are here today with one of the biggest cannabis influencers, Big Mike Stramidis. That's correct. How you doing, Charles? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Glad to be on the show today. Thanks so much for being here, Mike. Um, what part of the what part of the country are you in right now? Right now, I am in uh, West Hollywood. In my home. Yeah, there's a lot going on around there right now. Yeah, there is. There's there there is a lot going down. The fires are, are running wild around here, and uh, you know a lot of people are being displaced, and uh, we got rolling blackouts, and that's really uh, harming the the growers up north during the harvest season. Okay, well, if you don't mind, Mike, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background on how you got into the cannabis business? Oh, sure. Uh, Thirty-six years ago, I started out as as a grower in the uh, I call it the dark ages, and uh, for the last twenty years, I've had a, I've had a company called Advanced Nutrients, we're the number one cannabis fertilizer and supplement company uh, in the world. Our revenues are over a hundred million. We're in one hundred and four countries around the world. The last 15 years, I've had a license to research cannabis. There's only been three licenses ever issued by governments to research cannabis during the dark ages. Uh, I was one of them. GW was the other one that had in, in uh, the UK and Tikamolam in uh, in Israel. And I've been studying a lot about cannabis. And uh, now I'm getting into the, uh, the hemp space with fertilizer because one of the first things I cut my teeth on to find out data about uh, hemp was uh, studying and getting translated uh, Russian uh, scientific papers from around the 19, early 19, early so it was 1904, 1920s, 1930s. Yeah. I was going to ask, what's your background? You know, getting into something like this is pretty scientific. Well, well, sure. I've, I've, I have 27 PhDs you know, working for me, probably actually closer to 30 now. And, I've, and you know, for the last 15 years, I, I had 23 PhDs uh, working in Europe, uh, studying the plant. So my knowledge of this plant is, is very substantial. Uh, we have, uh, I started another company called, uh, Advanced Hemp. We have hemp fertilizer that's coming out that raises CBD production by 55%. At the University of Mississippi, Dr. Elsa Holy, uh, did that in, in 2003. So I had a long relationship with, with, uh, with uh, Dr. Elsa Holy and, uh, my, my scientific team is, is world class. They're the best of the best. Yeah. It's funny because we're cannabis and tech today yes. and people ask all the time, so what's tech have to do with cannabis? Well, it, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of directions you can go there. That, that's it. You know, folks always ask me, hey, I want to get in the cannabis space. What, you know, what should I do? Well, I, I tell them first, pick the sector that you like the most that you want to work in. Second thing you do is go to the state in which you'd want to live or you do live currently if it's a medical marijuana state. If not, find a state that you, that, that you do. Pull all the license uh, people, the license holders for the sector that you want to get into and uh, send them your resume. Yeah, and with your background and your knowledge and all the science that's involved in this, I mean, you have to be one of the biggest experts on earth. I mean, we couldn't even study this stuff before, right? Correct. Do you think there's going to be a uh, renaissance period, kind of a, an age of enlightenment. I feel like there was a brain drain for a really long time, and now there's going to be a glut of research. Oh, no. There, the, the glut of research is going on right now. There's a lot of PhDs all over the world uh, you know, studying this, this plant. And by the way, depending on what laws come out, I look at hemp, and people say, what's the difference between hemp and cannabis? Well, well, well hemp is, is cannabis it's with a low THC uh, threshold. 
uh, there's 115 different cannabinoids that uh, cannabis produces. The only one that we're not worried about is THC. So you could take uh, a hemp uh, crop and you could you could grow CB you know CBDA or uh, all THCV. You know there's all these different types of cannabinoids that do different things that you can also program that plant to do through conventional breeding or through gene editing. You know, there's so many different places that we could go um, that I definitely want to talk to you about, but I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about hemp. Mm -hmm. And can you, you know, just for the audience, okay. how would you explain CBD? Oh, CBD is, 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 is a very popular uh, cannabinoid that uh, builds the immune system and uh, has been shown to also with CBG to uh, inhibit the tumor growth in, in cancer. That's the big one. And then CBG is kind of the new cannabinoid people right. are talking about. So, so, so let's. Uh, I was just discussing this with, with someone th this morning. So, a plant first makes CBG, and from CBG, it then makes THC, or or CBD. So, CBG, you'll see people do what's called an early harvest because the plant produces a lot of CBG up until week five, and so right around week five or six, people are harvesting early before the plant has a chance to convert it, depending on its gene structure, to THC or CBD. And so you harvest CBG, and the big thing about CBG, it, it does a lot of things. It, it reduces interocular eye pressure for people with glycoma. It's an antidepressant. It's, a, it's, a, it's an appetite stimulant. But the big one is cancer. It inhibits tumor growth. Specifically, there's been reports out there for uh, prostate and rectal cancer. It's doing really good. And now I just recently heard something about CBG and, and lung cancer as well. Wow. This is going to be, what would you say is kind of the state of the state right now with regard to hemp? Are we just getting ready to see a massive explosion? Well, yeah, yes and no. There's two bottlenecks in hemp, and, and that is the genetics, the, the seeds, and the harvest production equipment. So the report just came out today, only a third of the 511,000 acres that were planted were actually harvestable because a lot of these farmers didn't understand the crop that they were growing and did a lot of things that made the crop unsellable or, or they just lost the crop rotting in the, in, in the, in the field. Yeah, we were up in, uh, we were in Illinois and they're really excited mm -hmm. about coming on, you know, uh, uh, coming online and being able to grow there and stuff. But that was one of the things they talked about was they, they had never really grown hemp up there. They weren't sure how the soil was mm -hmm. going to, uh, to respond. Is that kind of what you're, you're talking about? Uh, no, they're getting caught. In other words, so when they're, when they're harvesting their hemp, they need space to dry it. And they didn't consider it. You've got guys who went out there and they planted, you know, 400 acres or, or, or 5,000 acres. What they didn't consider is how are you going to process that at the end? And that's where they're getting caught. There's machines that can uh, flash dry and, and, and what I call refrigeration units. They're big people. People are storing it now in, in, in freezers. They're harvesting. So there's not enough freezer space. There's not enough processing equipment. And so these crops are, are, are rotting. So the marketplace has to catch up to the equipment manufacturers have to catch up to the marketplace. Right now, there is a big lag. Yep. And this, and this is, uh, I guess it's just kind of trial and error, right? I mean, we're, we're kind of. No, I mean, no, like, well, no, we know how to grow hemp. Hemp has been grown in Europe for, for years and years. And there's two kinds of production for hemp. There's seed and fiber, which is probably the most stable market right now. But the biggest opportunity is, is, is CBD, is producing hemp for CBD. 
And now we, we have the FDA very quickly is going to come out with some CBD regulations. Uh, the USDA, the agriculture people came out with a 161-page report yesterday, a preliminary report about you know how they're going to handle it from, from their end. So do you think that'll help? I don't know. Like, it's, you know what? It's, it's the government. And I'm just as eager as everybody else to see what the definitive laws are, are going to be and, and how it's going to affect us. It's going to be very interesting over the next few months to see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? It is. Having regulation and having the government, sort of like uh, I'm with the government and I'm here to help you. Yeah. Well, the government is definitely... What people have to realize is that cannabis is going to be a highly regulated industry. It, it already is. It, it needs to get streamlined. That will happen over time. So you had mentioned CBD. I mean, is this going to be a profitable crop for farmers? It is because a farmer can make between forty to a hundred thousand dollars an acre right now growing growing uh, a CBD. Uh, you take the San Joaquin, San Joaquin Valley in California, the most popular crop is, is almonds at $6,000 an acre. So, the, yeah, CBD uh, production is a huge, huge uh, profit center for farmers who know what they're doing. And what I would do is make sure that I have the right facilities to handle the crop at harvest. And then based on the facilities, I would then calculate how many acres I would want to grow and then, you know, add maybe 10 or 15% to that. You're off to the races. And obviously, with it being this profitable, I mean, we're going to see a lot more states that allow it to be grown? Well, it's yeah. There's and Each state is making up their own regulations as well. And, and so it's very interesting. It's, you can grow it in all 50 states, uh, you know, but the states are coming up with their own different nuances of regulation when it comes to the production of hemp. And then, of course, now you've got the FDA and you've got the, the United States Department of Agriculture as well. Yeah, just like cannabis, every state's got its own rules and regulations and everything. Mm -hmm. It it makes it tough yeah. to scale, or does it? Well, right now it's tough to scale because the, the you know John Deere is going to be making some equipment. Has been interested in that, and International Harvester has been working with farmers on on, on harvest equipment. Again, the scaling comes with with the equipment that there is a shortage of right now, and of course genetics. There's there's a shortage of that as well. Yeah, it's it's fascinating all the different industries that are getting ready to move oh, yeah. in. Yeah, no, but listen, make no mistake about it. Big pharma's involved. Uh, you know, British American Tobacco, they've got things going on. Marlboro has huge investments made, and they're very quiet about it. Uh, but they're out there, and they're locked and loaded and ready to go. Hey, everybody. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here, but we just wanted to remind you that this episode of Cannabis and Tech Talks is brought to you by Creative packaging. When you're looking for innovative, sustainable solutions for packaging, make sure you check out Creative Packaging. So you've been phenomenally successful with advanced nutrients mm -hmm. and been, you know, uh, super successful with pretty much everything that you've done. What What's going to make advanced hemp? You know, what's going to make it different and sure. stand out? It's, 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 well, sure. First of all, there's, there's, no one understands cannabis fertilization better than, than we do. And like I said before earlier, I cut my teeth on, on, on hemp. So whether you're using hemp for seed production or, or protein production, those are going to be different formulas. We have a, currently, we have a formula out that increases CBD production by 55%. That's very, very substantial. Now we have testimonials from a few test farmers 
that were growing it this year, and they actually went higher than some of them went higher than and then 55 percent increase in their CBD. So basically, if you don't use our nutrients, you're losing massive amount of money uh, if you're growing for CBD. Of course, if you're growing for hemp or fiber, it's a it's a different formulation. I mean, I'm saying seed seed and fiber, right? Really does go down to um, the science. You know, it is. Sure. So a lot of I'm going to give you a for instance. So in, it was either North Carolina or South Carolina. Most of the crop failed in, in Hawaii too. Uh, well, in Hawaii it was for a different reason, but in in North and South Carolina it was because of heavy metals. Well, what people don't realize is cannabis is an accumulator plant. They actually use it in Chernobyl to get rid of radiation out of the ground, but they had radioactive plants. You know, that that's a, another story. Yeah, you don't want to smoke but, radioactive but weed. Right, yeah, radioactive weed. Right. Uh, so, oh, so um, it's an accumulator plant, and phosphorus, here's what people must realize. If you're using a standard ag product, 20-20-20, or a 1-1-1 one, one, one ratio of some sort, it, it has a very, very high phosphorus load. Well, in phosphorus, first of all, cannabis doesn't use phosphorus, very, very little. And that's where all the most of the heavy metals are held in the phosphorus. Well, that North Carolina crop, uh, in fact, most of the whole state failed because of heavy metals. And so there, there is an art to cannabis and understanding the plant. And it's not just fertilizer. It's a host of products also that we have that take that plant and optimize it for every stage of its development to bring that plant to its true genetic potential. I mean, this is going to be a really of our life, you know, this plant, it seems mm-hmm. like it's going to be a, you know, I mean, just a, just a huge thing. Why for so long was this uh, demonized? Is it just because of, you know, kind of the, it's, it's the, the decaf coffee of, uh, of cannabis? Well, it, it was, it was, it was demonized uh, in 1937 because DuPont had a product called sulfuric acid that was used on cotton, but they didn't have a product to be used on hemp, so they outlawed, basically they outlawed uh, a cannabis, and that's where it all started, the dark ages. And then people realized that this actually plant is, you know, helps heal humanity. And now people are looking at it different. you got to remember, for 40 to 50 years, people have been indoctrinated that cannabis is evil and it's the gateway drug and all this other nonsense that turned out to be absolutely false and that it actually helps humanity. Yep. Well, no, in Europe, they've been growing it for a long time. France is, is probably the largest producer in, in, in Europe, followed by Estonia. And then you got Romania and, you know, you've got Hungary and there's more and more people, you know, doing it. And they were using it for, for seed and fiber production. Uh, in Europe, uh, uh, hemp flax, I, I know the owner, he makes car parts infused plastic as well as hemp composites for Bugattis, uh, BMW, Mercedes. Now, none of those companies will let, allow him to talk about it, but he makes the door panels and, and dashes for a lot of those those products, and it, they have hemp in them. It's, it's uh, fascinating that it's, it's got such a high end of sustainability. It does. It, it does. You can, he makes a hempcrete um, <clears throat> insulation. There's all, there's, you know, Jack Ferrer's book, The Emperor Has No Clothes. You know, cannabis is uh, hemp is, is cannabis is ten thousand different products. It's a, it, it, it's, a, it's a really exciting time right now. I think we're gonna. Um, I guess we'll all be learning a lot about it. Um, what uh, 
um, what's what's your guys' time frame for for Advanced Hemp? Oh, Advanced Hemp, we're uh, we're going to be launching it at the MJ Biz Show uh, this coming this coming December. So that will be the the, the launch of uh, Advanced Hemp. Um, and you guys are going to have a uh, you're going to have a big setup there. Yes, we are. It's going to be one heck of a setup. We encourage everybody to come by the, the booth. There's going to be some pretty cool stuff that we're going to be doing. There's going to be a, an augmented reality uh, experience there for people to enjoy. It's uh, I'm really looking forward to this uh, MJ Biz uh, show coming up. Have you been going to that show? Or, uh... Yeah, we we go to a lot of shows. Uh, we have booths. You know, there's weeks where you know sometimes we have two or three uh, teams out there. Going to all the different shows. There's just so many shows popping up. It's you have to be careful on, on where you go and where you spend your money these days. Yeah, it's almost like we need a Yelp uh, for, for people to figure out which which shows make the most sense, which ones to go to. You know, some kind of a, a ratings or, a, or something like that because there is a ton of them. Like you said. There is, and uh, so usually we end up we end up uh, walking the show the first year to see what it is, and then the second year. Uh, if it's a good show, then go into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and thank God our industry needed it. For years, our shows were in, in, in some of the not the, the, the nicest places and, and convention centers. Now that it's gone mainstream, we're getting in, uh, into the big venues and stuff. And for our community, that's a, that's a, a huge difference. It's, it's yeah. nice. But it's yeah. nice to see. Yeah, and, and and speaking of events, they're just you know there's better quality information. There's better companies mm -hmm. involved. You know, it's 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 definitely they're stepping up their sure. game. So real quick, I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, you're not just a successful businessman. You're not just a really smart guy. You're you're actually giving back. Um, would you mind? I wanted I just wanted to talk to you briefly. I know the holidays are coming up. Can you touch on your charity? Sure. You know, ho holiday heroes. Yeah, well, we changed the name to Humanity Heroes, and yeah, and that's coming up. And we started in Bulgaria, where we 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 feed families during during the holidays. Uh, we changed it instead of Holiday Heroes, Humanity Heroes. Obviously, gives us a, a bigger range of uh, throughout the year to to, to help folks. And uh, here in LA, uh, we, we're going to go feeding the, we feed the homeless during uh, during Christmas time, and we'll be doing that again uh, this year. We're uh, handing out three thousand uh, backpacks uh, that have all the things that the homeless people will. will uh, you know, that it's usable. We, we went down there. We, we talked to them. We wanted to see what they wanted versus what, you know, other organizations want, you know, were, were recommending. And we found out what the, the people on the street really need and you know, we give it to them. And they're, they're grateful for it. And it makes me just feel wonderful to be out there every year doing it. So what inspired you to start that? Oh, geez. Yeah, it was actually. So I was, I was in Bulgaria and they didn't have any charities. I wanted to give money during Christmas time as a business. They go, sorry, there's nowhere to really give your money to. I said, you got to be joking. They said, no. I said, oh, good. We're going to start a charity. And from the time that the first time we, we gave out a thought, we fed about five or 6,000 people. We, we gave out a, a thousand boxes. From the time I said, we're going to do this to the time the last box was delivered was 21 days. And we, we got coca-cola on board we got a bunch of people on board and we just made it happen and uh it, it changed the the culture of that uh, country when it comes to charity uh, i'm really proud about that that's amazing it's got it's got to affect the culture of your company too and your employees absolutely absolutely our team members are, are really appreciate going out there and doing that and, and giving back we have a, a philosophy that as a company we should give directly back to the people who give the money, and that's the cannabis community, and we've helped them out 
throughout the years, giving away about 1.4 million uh, into uh, to, uh, of equipment and, and nutrients to, to patients uh, through the year. And then also, you need to give back to society as a whole, and that's what Humanity Her- uh, Heroes is about. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool the cannabis industry and the hemp industry. Um, you know, with this being our sandbox, yes. big companies are stepping up and they're doing big things. You know, they say success without contribution is the ultimate failure. Uh, and it's pretty impressive that we're starting to see more companies and we're starting to highlight people, you know, that are doing things like this that are helping the community. Sure is. Sure is. And uh, also, you know, I've got my, uh, my show, Business Outlaws, with Chris Collins. Uh, it's a business show. And, uh, you know, of course, we talk about uh, cannabis on, on there as well, but it's, it's mostly about business. And the whole purpose of the show is uh, if I could go back and talk to my 24-year-old self, I'm 59 years old, what would I tell my 24-year-old self? And, and so that's the premise of the show, Business Outlaws. You can get it on iTunes. It's, it's free, uh, you know. Okay. So you've got Business Outlaws. We've got your charity. You guys probably have a website where they can find you? Sure. We can go to advancedhemp.ag. Uh, or, you know, advancednutrients.com and check out our product line. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to speak with you. You have a hell of a lot of knowledge and uh, it's just been, it's been great to hear from someone like you talking about the industry. Um, We look forward to seeing you and the team up at MJ Biz in December. And uh, again, just, uh, just a big fan of everything that you're doing in the industry. So thank you so much for coming on to uh, Cannabis Tech Talks. Absolutely, Charles. And anytime you want me on the show, just give, give me a holler. I'm more than happy to be on. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cannabis and Tech Talks. And if you like this podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. And don't forget, um, make sure you check out our award winning magazine. You can find it at any Barnes and Noble um, and on site at most of your favorite cannabis events. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media so you can stay in the conversation and visit our website, canatechtoday.com.